Well, if you have a Bible, let me get you to turn to Mark chapter 1. We'll be looking at verses 40 through 45 together as we continue in our sermon series through the Gospel of Mark. So Mark 1, 40 through 45. And as you turn there or scroll there, let me, let me offer another word of prayer. Father in heaven, you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our adoration. You are worthy of our worship. And Lord, we have come here this afternoon to do just that. To lay before you and worship you for who you are and for what you've done. So God, I pray, as we've already been, Lord, uh, that you would continue to help us to worship you in spirit and truth. And uh, Lord, as I proclaim the word now. Um, I pray uh, that you would uh, get all the glory, uh, that you would increase and that I would decrease, uh, and that as I preach the word of God to the people of God, for the glory of God, that you'll be magnified in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So Mark 1. Starting at verse 40, reads as follows. It says, And the leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. This is God's word, family. Amen? This word. Amen. Amen. So if you're taking notes, uh, here is the outline, uh, just one point with a few sub-points, and that one point is Jesus is able to make us clean. Jesus is able to make us clean. And what we're going to see these three sub-points, uh, sub-point number one, go to him. So Jesus is able to make us clean, one, go to him, you'll see that in verse 40, and then the second one, receive compassion and cleansing from him. We'll see that in verses 41 through 42. And then the last one, tell others about him. Tell others about him. And we'll see that from verses 43 through 45. Point one, subpoint number one. So Jesus is able to make us clean. Go to him. Go to him. Look back with me at verse 40. Here's what it reads says, and the leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling said to him, if you will, you can make me clean. So verse 40 is coming off the cuff of what we studied last week, Jesus uh, preaching all throughout Galilee and casting out demons. And as he's out, a leper comes to him. So from our time last week, we were in verses 35 through 39, and we uh, talked about how Jesus prioritized intimacy with the Father, how he modeled intimacy with the Father, and then how he also ministered from that dependency upon intimacy with the Father. And so we looked at that, and then in verse 39, and in our time, Jesus is going all throughout Galilee, right? 
preaching in their synagogues, and he's casting out demons. And so verse 40 is after verse 39, coming off the cuff of what Jesus is doing. Uh, And as he's out doing that, the leper comes to him. Leper comes to him, as you see in the text, out of desperation. Comes to him out of desperation. As the text says, he was imploring him. Imploring him. Uh, In other translations, you might see the word that says he was begging. He was begging Jesus. He was imploring, pleading with Jesus, begging Jesus. And then kneeling before him, as the text also says, that he, he was begging him and kneeling before him, asking Jesus to help him, asking Jesus to, to make him clean. I just want to pause real quick and just, just ask us as believers, do, do we, do you, do I go to Jesus with this type of desperation as we see from the leper? Do we go to Jesus with that type of desperation, knowing that he is the only one that can help us in our situations, knowing that he is the only one that can help and fix our circumstances. This past week, with the impossible, as you kind of ponder and think about different things that you might have engaged in this past week, different challenges, different things that seemed impossible, that only Jesus could handle question is, did you, did you distance yourself from him, or did you go to him out of desperation? Did you distance yourself or go to him out of desperation? As we see the leper going to Jesus. So like the leper, he knew that there was only one person who could help him in his situation. Seems like he even approaches Jesus with faith. Right? He says this. I want you all to catch this. Look down the text. As it says, it says, he says, if you will, you can make me clean. He didn't ask it. Or he didn't ask, is it, is it possible for you to make me clean? He didn't ask, could you make me clean? He says, more so, in other translations we even pinpoint this, but it's more of a, if you are willing, Jesus. If you are willing, you can make me clean. I know you can make me clean. I've been hearing about you. Like just before I came up to you, like you had just healed people. You just cast out demons. You shut the mouth of the demons in the synagogue. It's not a matter of can you do it, Jesus. It's a matter of will you do it. This is what's happening here. This is... This is more of a a definitive statement. He's like, you can make me clean. He knows that Jesus can do it. And that's even a part of why he went to him. That's why he went to him, because he knows that Jesus is the only one who could help him in his desperate situation. Amen? It's the same for us. Us being reminded this afternoon that Only Jesus can help us. Only he can help us. We may try to look at other things or we may try to navigate other things or think that these resources, and I'm not saying other resources, other things don't necessarily help. But ultimately, Jesus is the one who can handle our issues. He's big enough. He's wide enough. He's able 
to handle all of our circumstances. So may we, may we come to him. May we come to him just like the leper came to him, knowing that, man, he's our only hope. He's the only one that can really fix this. He's the only one that can really change this. So in thinking about leprosy, what is leprosy? What is leprosy? In your Bibles, if you're using the ESV version, uh, you may even have a footnote at the bottom of your Bible uh, letting you know what leprosy is. It's, uh, it was a term used for several skin diseases. Right? It, could, it could spread all over a person's body, and even boils could appear. One thing that I would encourage you not to do is Google uh, leprosy. Some of you all may have done this before. I did it, and I was like, I won't do that again. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's horrible, man. It's horrific, yo, just to, just to, yeah, just to see people's skin uh, in the way uh, that, that leprosy has just had full reign and, and just the, the, the reaction to leprosy in, in a person's skin. And you can read more about that and about, you know, the, the horrificness or the horribleness of leprosy in Leviticus 13, but, but in summarization, it was bad. It was just bad. So bad that those who had the disease were considered unclean. They were considered unclean. Hence the leper, where we're studying this afternoon, is desiring to be made clean. Someone who had leprosy was considered an outsider. They, was, they were ostracized and was even overlooked. So someone who had leprosy, they were, they were an outsider, they were ostracized, and was even overlooked. Listen to Leviticus 13, 45 through 46. Here's what it says. It says, the leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head hang loose. And he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, unclean, unclean. He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. This is, this is what this gentleman was dealing with. He was considered an outsider. He was considered unclean. He was ostracized. He was overlooked. And he was in pain. If you look at what leprosy does to your skin and, and all of the issues that come with that, I'm sure there was discomfort. So my brother was, was, was suffering on all types of levels, right? So with this little bit of background, this is the type of person that's approaching Jesus one who has leprosy, one who is an outsider, who is ostracized, who has been overlooked. This is the person that's coming to Jesus out of desperation. And this is what I love about Jesus. As this brother with leprosy comes to him, so what I love about Jesus is that he's full of compassion. He's full of compassion. Which leads to our second sub-point, receive compassion and cleansing from him. Receive compassion and cleansing him. So the first one was go to him. You can go to him. The second one is now receive compassion and cleansing from him. 
Go back with me in verses 41 through 42. Here's what they read. It says, Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. He was made clean. I don't want to rush past this part of verse 41. It says that Jesus was moved with pity. Other translations may say compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion. Jesus felt something. He felt the leper's pain here. And he had compassion on him. Just think about that for a second. We've been singing about who God is. And just think about like how compassionate God is. He's a compassionate God. He is full of compassion. He overflows with compassion towards us. May we not ever forget that this afternoon, that we serve a God who is full of compassion, who sees us in our circumstances, who sees us in our needs, our struggles, our hurts, our pains, and he showers compassion over us. Showers compassion. Not condemnation. Compassion. May we be reminded of that this afternoon. So Jesus is compassionate and gentle. Verse 41 continues, it says, in thinking about his gentleness, he stretched out his hand and he touched him. I want, you to, I want you to peep this. Just imagine how the leper must have felt when Jesus touched him. Again, re- reminder, someone with leprosy was overlooked. They were ostracized. They were considered an outsider. The leper probably, probably hadn't been touched by anyone except maybe a doctor since having the disease. Jesus' touch was one that was affirming of the leper. And as we continue to also see, his touch was one of healing the leper. So touching him, affirming him, he's filled with compassion. I hear you. You're hurting. I'm here to help you. So one of affirming, but then one of power in that Jesus is able to heal him. So what he says, right? In response to the leper, he says, I will be clean. I will be clean. Again, as we've been studying so far in the Gospel of Mark, we are seeing Jesus' authority on display, as he is in control over creation and creature. He's in control over creation and creature. Sicknesses, illnesses, and diseases are healed by the power of his word. Demons are cast out by the power of his word. Diseases have to go and demons have to go when Jesus tells them to. They go. Lepers are healed immediately when Jesus says, you are healed. He says, you are clean, you are clean. 
In verse 42, what does it say? It says, and immediately. Here's that uh, sense of urgency word again, right, that we've been seeing so far in the gospel of Mark, that, that and immediately, as Mark uses throughout this gospel, the leprosy did what? Left him. It left him. He was made clean. Again, this is Jesus. This is the Son of God. This is not, once again, no hocus-pocus stuff. No, no, no incantations or anything along those lines. No, no magic spells. This is Jesus, God. In authority, in control over creation and creature. The leprosy left him. He was made clean. You and I have much in common with the leper, if you didn't know that. Before Christ, you and I were unclean because of our sin and separated from Christ. Our sin, like leprosy, is a disease that runs deeper, though, than the skin to the heart. Our sin has put us outside the camp of God where we can no longer dwell in his presence because we were unclean before him and separated from him. But in God's love, he sends his son Jesus, who was clean on our behalf, completely clean, spotless, without blemish, who lived a perfect sinless life, who died on the cross to bring us back inside the camp of God, to reconcile us to himself and to present us clean before him. This is the gospel. This is the good news of Christ. That you and I, beloved, we were once separated from God. Considered unclean before God. And nothing you could do or I could do could clean us up, could clean ourselves up before God. But he sends his son Jesus who was clean on our behalf. Who died in our place. And who rose from the dead, offering us life and salvation ultimately in him. This is the good news. This is the good news that this is the best news. And it's the best news even on this afternoon if we have come into this gathering weighed down by our sin. Weighed down by the uncleanliness of sin that we still struggle with. We still live in a fallen world. We still are in our fallen bodies our sinful bodies, we have been freed from sin, we have been freed from the bonds and the chains of sin, but we still are affected by sin, aren't we? We still struggle, we still see the effects outside these doors of sin running rampant. So if we have come into this gathering, weighed down by our sin, uh, struggling with sin, 
May we be reminded this afternoon, Christian, that Jesus has made you clean. Jesus has made you clean. He's cleansed you. First John is clear. And he is faithful and just to cleanse us of all our unrighteousness, of all our iniquity. Ezekiel 36, God there tells us that he will make us clean. That he will put his spirit in us. That he will cause us to walk in his ways. This is good news, amen? This is good news. And it's good news, and it's a motivator to remind us that you, Christian, and me, we don't have to work to clean ourselves. But that Jesus has already done the work to clean us. You just have to accept it. You just have to believe it. You just have to see it afresh this afternoon. See the good news of Christ afresh this afternoon for you, for me. You are clean, forgiven. Amen. God is not, he is not holding a record of your sins. Your status before God is one of clean, righteous, holy, because of Christ, not because of you or me, but because of Christ, the holy one, the clean one, the all-sufficient one. Jesus, so may, may you this afternoon, may I this afternoon remember that afresh and that we can hold our heads high because Jesus hung his head low for you and for me. He was hung on the cross. We're not holding our head high in our own selves or our own strength or any pride. We have to hold our head high because of what Christ has done on our behalf. Amen? And may you find encouragement. May you find your hope this afternoon in Christ. So once again, this is the, the best news that you and I could, could hear. So may we receive Jesus' compassion this afternoon and be reminded that we are cleansed, and that we can come to him, that we can receive compassion and cleansing from him. And lastly, lastly at some point, so we've been talking about go to him, Jesus is is open arms. He's welcoming us just like he was welcoming the leper. He is open arms in welcoming us anytime. He's open arms to welcoming any sinner anytime they come to him. And that we can receive, that, that anybody can receive his compassion, his mercy, and his cleansing. And then lastly, we are to tell others about him. We are to tell others about him, verses 43 through 45. So, so the leper, you keep looking at the text, after experiencing the love and tender mercy of our Lord, he had no choice <laughs> but to go and tell others about the tender mercy and love of the Lord. This is what we see the leper doing, even after Jesus tells him not to. Look back with me at 43 to 45. It says, And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, 
See that you say nothing to anyone, but go. Show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. So in verses 43 to the beginning of 44, we see that Jesus tells him, it says that he sternly charged him to not tell anyone. This wasn't a suggestion. This was a command. This was a command from Jesus to this gentleman. And even after reading some commentaries, it seems that Jesus' reason for this, as we've seen in other places, right, where Jesus is like, don't tell anybody. Seems that for this reason, this was not to have any more attention drawn to him. This is what it seems to be the reason that he didn't want any more attention drawn to him. As you remember, as we've been studying, that the crowds are after him. The crowds are coming to him. They're wanting to be healed by him, wanting him to cast out demons. So at this moment, he's telling the leper to, to see that you don't go tell anyone to not draw more attention to himself and to kill any messianic hysteria that came about or popularity that came about because of his healing ministry. Then in verse 44, where it says, but go, where Jesus tells him to go and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. So before this former leper could go back to society, to go back to normal society, he still had to fulfill the requirements in the law for lepers. Here's how one scholar put it. It says, before resuming his place in society, this man needed to fulfill the requirements of the Mosaic law regarding contagious skin diseases as outlined in Leviticus 14. I encourage you to check out Leviticus 14 in your own time to see a more detailed description of those requirements. But what this does is it shows us a few things. It shows us how Jesus upheld the Old Testament. Even though he wasn't filling the Pharisaical and Sadducee tradition-keeping law, or religion, rather, it still shows us that Jesus upheld the Old Testament. This also shows us, secondly, if you look at the last part of verse 44, it says, for a proof to them. He says to go do this, to show yourself to the priest and to fulfill what Moses commanded as a proof to them. What does that mean? What is he talking about here? This was for the priest, as the text says, right? To, to go show yourself to the priest. So what he would have to do is go show himself to the priest as a proof to them that he was cleansed of leprosy. What this does, this is crazy. Think about this with me. What this does is that the priest was, would have seen this leper's recovery from, you know, leprosy. They would have seen that. This would have been something normal to priests at this time to see someone who had leprosy and who recovered from leprosy. But in this instance, guess what the priest would have seen? 
They would have seen Jesus' healing power and his authority over leprosy, and they would then be amazed. Think about that for a second. That's crazy. Once again, they would have been used to seeing some lepers healed from leprosy in due time, you know, recovering from leprosy in due time. But in this moment, they would have been bombarded with Jesus' authority and his healing power and his control over creature and creation. And they would have been amazed. And they would have been amazed and in wonder about, man, who is this? Who is this person? Who is this man who has authority? Even as we've been studying a few weeks ago or so, where when Jesus cast out the demon in the synagogue, how the folks were filled with amazement. How they were filled with wonder about, man, who is this person? Who is this man? He's different from the scribes. His teaching is with authority. His teaching is with power. We have not seen anything like this. Similarly, these priests would have been amazed by who Jesus is and what he is capable of. Unlike the scribes, unlike any mere man, this is the Son of God. This is the Son of God displaying his power, his authority. So the priests would have, would have been bombarded with this truth, bombarded with this amazement in what Christ alone is able to do. This is amazing. If you think about it, if you ponder on it, what Jesus is doing here in showing himself in this way. Then in verse 45, because the leper could not, he couldn't not talk about the goodness and mercy of the Lord and how he healed him. Jesus' fame continues to spread to the point that he couldn't even enter a town but had to be out in isolated places, in desolate places, and have people come to him. So, just like the leper, when we think about the goodness and the mercy of the Lord towards us, it is hard to not tell about his goodness and mercy. It is hard not to tell about what he has done in our lives. First and foremost, saving us, saving us from ourselves, and saving us from the wrath to come. But then personally, what he has done throughout our journeys walking with him, that we have been reminded about the faithfulness of God towards us, about how he has kept us and sustained us through a myriad of challenges, of circumstances, we can't help but tell people about him. Or at least we should. Because he's been so good. He's been so merciful. He's been so kind to you and me. His goodness has been on display. 
throughout our entire lives. And so I pray that as we even leave from here this afternoon, that we would recount, that we would reminisce on God's past faithfulness, his current faithfulness, and his future faithfulness towards us, that his track record is one of faithfulness. It will always be faithfulness because that's who he is. The text says that even when we are faithless, he is faithful, for he cannot deny himself. It's who he is. It's what he's about. Great is his faithfulness, as Lamentations 3 tells us. His faithfulness is great. He is filled with faithfulness and compassion and glory. So this week, this day, as we leave from here, going into this week, may we be reminded of that. I pray that. I pray, and I know this is already happening, but I pray even more this week that we will be bursting out of the seams to tell somebody. That we'll be bursting out of the seams of who we are to share what God has been doing, what he has done, and what he will do for his own glory. So, how would you not keep your mouths shut this week about the goodness and mercy of the Lord? People, people, we ourselves need to be reminded of these things. Then people also need to hear testimonies of God's faithfulness and his love towards us. So may he use us this day, this week, the weeks ahead, months ahead, years ahead, to be unashamed, be more and more unashamed, be more and more unashamed for his glory, for his good. Jesus is able to make us clean. Turn that around. Christian, Jesus has made you clean. Jesus has made me clean. May we praise him. He has cleaned us, cleansed us, all of our sin. Now he offers this same cleansing to all who would turn from their sin and turn to him by faith. Let's praise him for who he is and for what he's done. Amen? Let's pray. God, thank you once again for this afternoon, uh, for this reminder and encouragement that you have made us clean. That before we knew you, we were dirty. We were unclean. We loved our sin. And our sin separated us from you. But thanks be to God, you sent your son who was clinging on our behalf, who lived a perfect sinless life, who died a death for the unclean, a death for the dirty, for the, for the sinful. For it wasn't any sin that he committed because he was clean. He was perfect. It was our sin that put Jesus on the cross. 
He died. He was buried. He was on the third day risen from the dead. And offering salvation to all who would turn from their sin and turn to you by faith. Offering offering these types of statuses, clean, redeemed, forgiven. Thank you, God, that that is who we are now. At one point, we were not your people. Now, by your mercy and by your grace, we are your people. Pray that you will remind us of that this afternoon. And I pray that you would do a few things. One, I pray that you would encourage us in that, Lord. Encourage us and free us in that this afternoon to be reminded that we are clean, that we are forgiven before you, that we are redeemed before you, that you purchased us by your precious blood. So I pray that that would lift our souls this afternoon. I pray that it would lift our hearts this afternoon. If any of us came in weighed down by sin, by guilt of sin, feeling condemned, Encourage us, remind us that, that for the believer, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, you don't give us a license to sin. You don't encourage us to go sin. But we sin because we're sinners. And so if and when we sin, we praise you, Lord Jesus, that you are our advocate, First John 2, representing us before the Father, that you are our propitiation. You are our sacrifice, our substitute before the Father. So I pray that I would encourage us this afternoon, but then also, God, I pray that it would humble us. It would humble us and remind us that none of us did anything to deserve it, as Sister Natasha was singing earlier. None of us did anything to deserve it. We couldn't earn it, but you gave it to us freely as a gift and so if we're trying to clean ourselves up humble us remind us that we can't clean ourselves that we need the clean one to clean us and that is you God and that in all of our uncleannesses in all of our mess in all of our filth you welcome us. You welcome us. You delight in cleaning us. You delight in forgiving us. To humble us. To, to not distance ourselves from you. But to come to you out of desperation like the leper. Come to you out of desperation. Please help us to do that. Oh, God, and help us to encourage others to do the same. That you are open arms, that you are welcoming anyone who would come to you and rely on you in Christ for what he has done. We pray that you would do that in us, Lord. We pray all this in the mighty 
wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.